Hey everyone, Chad here, and welcome to the Light Your Fire podcast, where it's my mission to light the human spirit on fire and to unlock the chains that keep you bound on this show. I provide tools and insights to help you elevate your life, build your roads, and create your freedom. Today, we're going to dive into the building of a culture and the building of a brand to set it up. I just booked a consulting workshop at a company. They're going to bring me in to speak with their technology leaders on ways to develop a higher performing culture. So not to say that they're not already high performing, but some things that they can take away from this workshop, implement right away, and start to see results from an impacting their culture perspective. And while I was building all the material for this, I realized that there were pieces of this content that I thought were really good to share here with all of you. And it really starts with this idea of coaching. So at my gym, Swap Bar Fitness, it's a coaching-based gym, meaning we don't just give you access to the tools and to the equipment. We teach the workouts. We demonstrate how to execute the proper technique in the form. We make it fun, highly engaging, and we basically eliminate the barriers that get in the way of most people building fitness into their life. Barriers like not knowing what to do or how to do it or feeling judged and embarrassed or unmotivated. Our mission is to build platforms that serve, to motivate and inspire the human spirit through fitness and beyond, and to meet the unexpected needs of our customers. They come for weight loss or to learn how to lift, and we give them so much more. We give them lifelong friends, community, ways to give back, friendly interactions while they're here. The goal is to make class with us the most enjoyable hour of the day. And for most people, I think I think it's up there for sure. We, we have a lot of people tell us all the time that that's the one hour of the day they actually really look forward to. We're now three years in, we're post-pandemic, we have about 145 members and we're growing. Tons of great reviews and testimonials. And in this time frame, there are a few things that have become really clear for any and all success that we've had thus far. Those things are our team, our members, our services, our coaching, and the culture. I would argue that the last one that I mentioned there, the culture, is a culmination of all of the other things. So our team, our member, our services, and the coaching. And so when I speak to this leadership team, I'm going to start by focusing on the coaching that they do with their employees and with their team, and I'm going to draw a parallel to the coaching that we do with our members. So I look at our team as not only myself and the other coaches, but the 145 members that we have as well. We're all one big team. And I'm going to start by asking them these questions, and I'd love for you to work through this exercise with me as well, because I think it'll help you. Question number one, think of a coach that has had a monumental impact on your life. This doesn't need to be sports related. It could be a teacher, a parent, a boss, someone you worked with, a mentor growing up, whoever, someone that has had a tremendous impact on you and has greatly influenced you some way, somehow. Question two, think about why they had such an incredible influence and impact on you. Question three, think about some words that you would use to describe this person. So what are the characteristics? If someone were to ask you, or if you had to write a review for this person and you just love them because of how much they've helped you, what would you say about them? What are some of the ways you would describe them? Now we're going to shift gears. And obviously in the workshop, I'm going to take a little bit more time, but I want to, I want to keep moving through this. So we're going to shift gears. Let's think about someone that had a very negative impact on your life or no impact at all when they were in a position to have influence or an impact, meaning they were a boss, they were a teacher, they were a parent, they were in a position to really help you in a positive way and they didn't. 
Now I want you to think about why they were so bad. What, what was it that caused them to be terrible and have no impact on you, have no influence over you, some, some reason that, that just really stands out in your mind as to why they were so terrible. Now finally, think about some words that you would use to describe them. What are the characteristics of these people? And so afterwards, after we do these two workshops, I'll ask everyone to share. And hopefully we'll have an engaging conversation. I hope people give me examples. I'm gonna give them examples. We'll start to take some notes. We'll put them up on a whiteboard and I'll have all of these characteristics for the good coaches, all these characteristics for the bad coaches. And, and we'll, we'll have a lot of reasons as to why they were a good coach or why they were a bad coach. At the end of all of it, I suspect that we'll land pretty close to the following. The good coaches were good coaches and had an impact and influence on your life because they added value and gave you a great experience. It could have been through example or through direction or education or through providing you with opportunities or helping you build your confidence. They some way, somehow provided enormous value to your life and so you were influenced by them. You would probably describe these people as someone you trust, so they're trustworthy, someone that's empathetic and kind and loving and caring and patient and smart and well-articulated and compassionate and driven. They probably have high emotional intelligence, meaning they know how to handle their emotions in a variety of different situations or difficult situations. They communicate very well. They're great at making decisions, etc. Now, on the other hand, the bad coaches are bad coaches because they added no value <laughs> to you or to your life and or they provided you with a really bad experience. These people will have the opposite characteristics. They'll have poor emotional intelligence. They'll be selfish, egotistical, self-centered. They, they can't control their emotions or their temper. They don't communicate well. They're poor at making decisions. Maybe they'll talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. Maybe they just block doorways or they're so insecure about you becoming better than, than them that they, they shut you down. They don't give you a seat at the table. They, they prevent you from growing or learning and they do everything they can to hold you back. They become the anchors. They get wrapped around your feet and they drag you down. Now, a lot of what I'm doing here is just thought organization. I'm not telling you or anyone anything that you don't already know. This is all pretty obvious stuff, but it just gives us a framework for how to start thinking about this stuff. So the, the results of this whiteboard, right? So we have the characteristics of the good and the bad and why the, 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 the good were so good and why the bad were so bad. Now this becomes a checklist that we can use as a baseline for how well we'll we're doing. And I think a lot of people are going to feel like they're getting kind of punched in the gut because they're going to start thinking about this and they're going to, they're going to say, man, I, I, I dropped the ball somewhere. And I'll be the first to admit that there are so many areas that I've dropped the ball. The, the point is not to like figure out who needs fired from this workshop. The point is to draw attention to start thinking about this stuff the, a certain way. And I'm going to ask them, what would the responses look like if we sent this checklist to your team right now and asked them to evaluate you against it? All these things that we said were good, all these things that we said made a, a bad coach really bad that are you adding a lot of value to their life? Are you not? Why not? All of these things, right? This is the checklist now. We're gonna send it to your team and we're gonna have them evaluate it. I think a lot of people would cringe at that because they're gonna to start to say, oh man, like I, I probably haven't been doing the things that I should be doing, right? 
For me and our team, we get the great pleasure of having this done all the time. They're called Google reviews and Facebook reviews and Yelp reviews and MindBody reviews. And luckily across all of the platforms that we've ever asked for feedback on, we have like a 4.9 rating on over 500 reviews and written testimonies, testimonials. I think there was one or two reviews that were like a 4.5. For the most part, it's a five-star rating across all platforms. But to be fair and to be honest, we, especially I, am far, far, far from perfect. We have so many things to do to keep getting better. I have a huge list of things I'm trying to get to so that we can keep making this thing better, so that we can keep growing it, we can keep increasing the value to our members. But these self-reflection exercises are critical. If you have the mindset of being a boss and these people are working for me, so I, you know, I, I get to tell them what to do and I get to treat them the way that I want to treat them, you're, you're building a terrible culture. But when you switch the mindset, when you shift it, and the mindset is now, how do I add value to the people that are working with me and under me? Because those are the people you have, you have the ability to impact those people every single day, to leave influence with them every single day, to, to make their life better, to make them smell, to make them feel good, to build their confidence, to help educate them, to help you know, expand their horizons, give them the perspectives that you have, open, open their mind a little bit and, and to teach them and to guide them and, and to deliver so, so much value if you have a value-centered mindset. If you have a, that boss mindset where it's do as I say because I said to do it, you're missing out on an opportunity to truly add value. Yes, your team might work under you, but that puts even more ownership on you to provide them with incredible value. These people are there for you to provide a significant impact on their life. And when every single coach and leader starts to do that and starts to think that way, they're creating amazing teams under them. And then the culture starts to change. The same way we add value to our members, the same way we do at the gym, is the same way that bosses and leaders should be providing values to their teams. Now I get it, it's different, our members are paying us, our members are gonna leave if they don't have a really good experience. That's gonna happen in the corporate world. If you don't provide a great experience for the people that you're working with, the teams are gonna fall apart, the work's not gonna get done, There's gonna everything's gonna become ineffective, inefficient, nothing's gonna work in an optimized state. Now let's think about this word influencer. I, I kind of laugh at that word because it's so popular now on social media. Everyone's an influencer and they're trying to influence people. And for me, the reality is that a lot of these people that have a lot of followers, they're not actually influencers. It's kind of, they're like a billboard. They're getting a lot of traffic for whatever reason. And so companies are gonna pay to run ads or have them run ads or whatever. There are a few of those people that do have millions of followers and the people that follow them, a large portion of those people would buy, make a buying decision based on that influencer making a recommendation. That's a very small number of people, but the reason that they are true influencers is because they have added enormous value to these people's lives. So when they say, I highly recommend this product, this is the product that has helped me and my journey and the thing that I've done and you're someone following them and, and you're on that same journey and you want that same solution, you're probably gonna buy the thing that this person is telling you because you trust them and because they've added a ton of value to your life. 
That's the power that we have every single day. We have that power with the people that we're working with. And it's not the the true, true, becoming a truly powerful person and a great leader has really nothing to do with you being powerful. It, It all comes from you delivering incredible value to the people that you work with on a daily basis. We all truly have the power to provide enormous value to others and to leave a lasting and influential impact on their lives. That's how you build an incredible culture. In the workshop, I'm going to dive into specific actions that they can all take immediately to start improving the culture and to start improving the way that they're coaching. Again, these are things that I myself have to work on daily. This is not me sitting on top of a pedestal saying, you're doing it all wrong and this is how you should be doing it. I'm human. I make these mistakes too, but they're critical and they're the things that we really need to be focusing on. The first thing I'm going to say is to look for ways to have vulnerable and empathetic conversations with your team. This is going to build rapport. It's going to show you're human, you have a human side, it's going to really begin to build trust with your team. Next, respect other people's time. When they're there and they need you, your team needs you, people are counting on you, put your phone away, put your work away, give them the time that they need. Next, control your emotions as best as you possibly can. you got to get your emotions in check. you got to make sure that you're controlled in, in all situations. And I, I've failed at that. We've all failed at that. But that's one area that we really have an opportunity to improve because when we get that right, if you look at the statistics of people with high emotional intelligence, they're the people that make all the money because they're so awesome to work with. They know how to control their emotions. Okay, next, make informed decisions. You ask for input from all of the people that should be providing you input. You don't you don't leave anyone out. You get all the input. And you make the best decision you can from all of the information that you have, but you do it in a timely fashion and you do it letting everyone know that you took their input into consideration. Next, be on top of your game. If you show up on time, you're 10 minutes late, right? Set set the standard for how you want your team to operate. You need to be doing that, right? It's the same thing with fitness. If I were totally out of shape, what kind of what kind of example am I giving to my team, all of the members, right? Same thing with all of our trainers. It's it, it you have to you have to be on top of the things that you're really wanting or expecting out of your team members. Next, create opportunities and remove barriers. Don't block people from opportunities. Do everything you can to help get them to the next level help chase down their goals, help find them roadmaps, get over obstacles, kick down doors, whatever you can do to help people get through the things that they're dealing with and back on the path of where they want to go. Anything you can do to help them, help them. Don't put barriers in front of them. Next, be clear in your communication. Don't say one thing and then do another. Don't say one thing to one person and then something to someone else. You need to communicate a lot and you need to make it very clear. If there's things that you're doing and there's reasons why you're doing them, you should let everyone know. Give people a seat at the table as much as possible, meaning bring them in. Let them know why you're making the decisions you're making, why you're doing the things that you're doing, or why you're going in the direction that you're going. Whatever it is, make sure you're communicating it out. And that's it. The second part of the workshop will go into 
their team and a model that I developed to pinpoint where team members are on what I call the performance model. It clearly shows the team members that need to be cut loose, literally like they need to be out of your organization or off your team. It shows the ones that need to be mentored heavily. It shows or invested in because they're, they're great, great, great talent with great potential, but they need the right coaching and mentoring. There's ones that need a reality check because they're very skilled or they're very good at something, but they're missing a lot of very key ingredients that are gonna hold them back from truly becoming a top performer. And then there's the true high-performing individuals that are ready to continue climbing, 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 and how they need to interact with those people and the things that they need to be doing and giving to those people. Otherwise, those people will leave the organization. Okay. I'm doing these workshops now. I love doing them. I love helping individuals and their teams. It's, it's an extension of us providing platforms to serve. And I would love to come to you. If you have a team that you think I can add value to, please reach out. Let me know. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a sports team, corporate team, uh, whatever. I'd love to talk with you a little bit about it, see if we can brainstorm on some things that would add a lot of value to you and to them. And uh, we'll, we'll get it going. Just text me 412 899 Again, that's 412-899-1133. That's it. I'm out. Boom.